coffee. <laughs> nice, Blake. How many things have you forgotten today, Blake? Oh, a couple. It's very on brand for Blake. Mm. Is it? Yeah. Is that right? It is. From my experience my working roots. with you guys, it's always Blake being the forgetful one. Blake, have you got your driver's license yet, by the way? No. Yeah, there we go. Straight into yeah. it. Forgot Let's to go. get his driver's license yeah. as Jesus well, Christ. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Hello. Hello. Charlie. It's Hello. so good to be back, guys. Yeah, oh, my God. This back. feels so nostalgic. I'm loving it. Yeah. Back back to the old stomping grounds. Back to the roots. <laughs> back to I'm the always roots. going to say that I got you guys into podcasting. And that would be false because our first <laughs> podcast That's appearance. That's actually. That yeah. wasn't. But podcast production. That's fair enough. Yeah, that we is definitely learn our skills, I think. Because I forced yeah. you into it. Yeah. <laughs> that fateful day when I slid into Blake's Snapchat. Hey, do you guys ever like do podcasting? Oh, is that how it's done? No. So how no, did I slid into the DMs of the Sizzle Reels. So how did you have his Snapchat? Because we went to high school together. There's the backstory, but we've told that backstory on yeah. the hotline before of how mm. we all met because it's like how I met your mother, except hotline edition. Mm. Yeah. Except a few less seasons and yeah. So <laughs> it's been a while guys. Yeah. So we used to yeah run a podcast together to yeah. anyone who might not know. So it's the season two of how I met your mother, how we've ended up here on your own podcast mm. Mm. What, yeah. how many months has it been since we last recorded it would have been back in November almost December year. almost a year coming up to a year True. how wow. terrifying is that Dude, time, is quick. time so fast. flies too quick. yeah so should we just jump straight into the elephant in the room yeah so do we want to ease you, into it or are we just gonna address nah, right. it elephant in the room yeah so you tried to kiss black once right wow. <laughs> oh my God. I was gonna that joke actually when I was what? doing my makeup I was gonna no. be like maybe should we be like the elephant in the room is a story on how how I tried to Wait, get with Blake that one time but look serious? out like Dude, I fully thought about that I was planning oh I told the boys we're, about oh, it today we're so in sync oh my god we should have a podcast together what <laughs> that's so funny all right and then uh do we want to address the other elephant in and the then room? the other elephant in the room is me disappearing from the internet for uh, three or four months yeah <laughs> so yeah we we ran a show and it hit nine episodes did you say nine episodes mm. yeah we recorded a tenth episode but it never ended up getting Dropped. True, and then there was a oh, controversy really? that went a bit viral, <laughs> and then there was and it then all got taken. It off. was radio silence. So let's talk. About I would it. love nothing more than to give everybody the full tea of what happened because obviously that's how I built my image of talking to you guys and being brutally honest about everything. However, there is another person involved in this narrative, and it wouldn't be fair for me to speak about it without that person being here yeah. to yeah, also enough. give their of input. Course. There's always two so, sides of the story. Yeah, there's always going to be a million sides to every single story and this other person is involved so we're going to keep it short sharp and sweet and pretty vague okay so as we all know uh there was an article published about me and this particular person um mm -hmm. and international as well it was an international mm. article <laughs> and it wasn't just one there were multiple articles so huh? i feel like when we were making the podcast we were just like a bunch of 21 year olds from like perth western australia saying some pretty silly things on the internet thinking yeah. like no one's really listening to this like we're from Perth like who cares like I'm a full-time uni student you guys all have jobs like we definitely didn't see how I don't know what the word is but like the risk that we were taking I think yeah we forget mm. that the internet is permanent and yes. anyone can see it and yeah. it's there forever it is. for sure as soon for sure. as it's on there mm. 
And even if no one sees back. it now, if you blow up later, mm. there's, you know, True. people always dig up shit from people's past and then... For sure. Yeah. So, so my goal with the hotline is I wanted to create a space where people in their 20s who are just really confused because your 20s can be really difficult mm. was like a space where we could be super authentic and talk about our struggles. And a big part of being in your 20s is like relationships. Mm. So that sort of just ended up becoming the centre of the hotline is us talking about our relationship woes because just to, like, make people feel like they weren't so alone in theirs. So I wanted to, like, eliminate the taboo and just create a safe space for open conversation. So when these articles came out and started calling me an X-rated star yeah, that's crazy. and saying things like that this other person involved didn't was scared to be associated with me because, like... I was so like controversial. I like I've never I'd never been called controversial before. Like sure, I had a couple of trolls in my comments, mm. but like I was still pretty confident within myself that what I was doing was making other people feel less alone and feel safe to come to us with like questions. Like I was never claiming to be like an expert. Like I remember one of the comments on the article was like she's 20. Like what does she know about mm. like sex and relationships? Nothing. That's the point. Like mm. It was conversational kind of thing. That was the appeal of it, yeah, getting yeah. people to send in similar stories. Mm. Of yeah, yeah, no, like, like we were never claiming to be experts. Like it was just a bit of fun, like having a chat about things that you go through in your 20s. Um, I saw it as more of a lifestyle and comedy podcast than like a mm. sex podcast sure. or like mm. us being like X-rated. Um, so for me, who has honestly spent most of my life being quite introverted um, and podcasting in like the media world, for me to blow up, that was a complete accident. Like that was never my goal for my career. Mm. Like I study a bachelor of science. Like I'm in the medical field. Like I, that was not my goal to suddenly out of nowhere, have all of these articles go internationally calling me all these things. I just freaked out. Mm. Yeah. Mm, um, sure. And like, I think everybody goes, Oh, like I want to be famous. I want to be in the public eye. And then when it actually happens, you're like, Oh it's shit. A whole, yeah. yeah. And people are, like eventually I just stopped like reading the comments on that article because everybody suddenly has something to say. Everybody really liked um, this person that was also being brought, brought up in the articles and I felt like I had painted them in a horrible light and everything associated with them. I felt like I had embarrassed my like family. Like I just was plummeted into like one of the worst depressions of my entire life and I felt like I just needed to hide so I deactivated all my social media, um, made my Instagram private. I just felt like I was terrified to like go onto the yeah. internet for a very long time. Yeah. And then I was getting like all these DMs of people being like, "Where? Like, what's happened to the podcast? Like what's happened to, because to be fair, a lot of people that are like Perth based wouldn't have seen the article because yeah. mm. we don't really get like the Daily Mail UK over here. And you obviously, um, you, didn't, like you obviously didn't want to share that either. No, no. Not one of like those I sent it to my like group of close friends and stuff like that. And I remember putting on our group chat being like, should I address this on my Instagram story? And you guys were like, no, <laughs> which like, thank God you guys talked me out of that. Um, Cause it was better to just let it simmer. But yeah, it was really scary. And it just was weird because I didn't think of myself as like famous or anything like, yeah, when we at the height of the hotline, we all had people coming up to us every time we went out being like, I love the podcast, like, dude, I love your TikToks and stuff like that, which was really, really nice. But I didn't think anybody outside of like Perth or like Australia were really giving it much like time of day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was crazy to see those articles and hear those things being said about me. Yeah, it 
I just realized, oh my God, I'm not ready for this like level of recognition and I have made a mistake. (laughs) It's insane how much power they have too. Like Mm. to say one thing and then suddenly everyone's going to jump on it. Exactly. That's how media works. And then it's like out of proportion. So and the second part of it as well is the way that it got tipped off that me and this person were together is that somebody that him or I know has gone to the press to try and make money off of us. Oh, right. Um, And that's a whole different part of the story because I don't know who it was and Mm. I almost don't know if I want to know who it was. Right. Because Mm. it's one of those things where it's like... Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And, I mean, call me naive for thinking, like, that the whole world was just fucking, like, sunshine and rainbows. (laughs) But, like, you can't trust anyone is the moral of the story. Like, clearly somebody... not in that industry where you don't know anyone, especially because... Yeah. Like you said, it was international. Mm. Like you don't know anyone there. You don't realise, I didn't realise how ruthless this industry is and that people will use and abuse you Mm -hmm. for money and for views and stuff Mm. like that. So here I am being all naive and just just by nature, I'm just a very trusting person Mm. and just thought, you know, I don't think that I was really... I don't know what's the word sharing it too much. Like I was just telling some of my friends. So that's the thing is if it was somebody that I've told, it would have been one of my friends, which is going to be horrendous to find out. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's not going to change what's happened. And I hope that that person that did do it knows that they knows that they wouldn't do it again. Kind of hopefully have learned their lesson um, in seeing the way that it has affected me and did plummet me into one of the worst seasons of my entire life. Do you Um, you think it's one of your friends or someone that you know that you've told, or do you think it could be that someone he told? Um, I don't know. I think the general consensus was that it was probably somebody that I told. I don't think, I don't know if I agree with that because all of my friends are Perth based and it's like, who would care yeah, enough? The international daily mail. Well, there is always the possibility that someone, I remember on the show, you were mm. saying that you can't say who it was, yeah. but you gave a hint to it and you said, yeah, oh, people yeah, yeah, can yeah. figure it out. And we were like, oh, no, I'm going to figure no, it gonna, out. Yeah, exactly. And like, then the I next just, week yeah. it was everywhere. Like, it, so, yeah. So you might is, think yeah. that I'm naive, but like I never thought that like it was going to come out on terms that weren't my own. Like I was mm. kind of just thought that, yeah, like I would get to, yeah. it was just very naive of me to think about that. And people are like, how did you, like, my mom was like, how did you not see this coming? I didn't. Like, seriously, mm. I just did not realise how ruthless. Mm. And also because, like, tabloid, like, entertainment articles and culture like that is massive in the UK. Mm, it's yeah. not really like that over here. No. Like, the whole thing with the tabloids and this, like, celebrity gossip and stuff like that is way bigger in the UK yeah. than what we have ever had to deal with. Yeah, that's the thing. The stigma here is like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, Australia is very like, we we do not give a shit. Mm. That's the thing. And I feel like that was what my attitude towards it at the start was, is I was like, oh yeah, like whatever, like who cares? And then I realized the scale of it and my brain immediately went, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to get a job now. This article is about me. Like I'm never going to be able to do anything. Like this is my digital footprint forever. Like these articles out here calling me an X-rated star like at 21, yeah, I haven't even insane. begun my life yet. Like this has got nothing to do with how I want my career to go. Like I've still got so much that I want to do. Like I was just, yeah. And it's weird because I've talked about my mental health before on the internet and I'd been through like breakup blues before. Like I'd had bouts of depression in like high school when you go through puberty. Like I feel like that's really common. Like when you're figuring out who you were, mm. I've never been through a depression before where every single day genuinely felt like, 
I just have to survive today kind of yeah. thing yeah. Right. to get through it. Like it was, I was in survival mode. I, for the first couple of days, I could not get out of like my bed. Mm. My mom would have to like bring me food. It was, it was like a couple of days before Christmas as well. Oh, my mum said that that was the worst Christmas of her entire life. What? <laughs> she said Jeez. that to you. Yeah. Jeez. Like I, yeah, it was insane. I genuinely was like, this is the end for me. Like, like the victim blaming there is crazy. Mm. Like everyone blaming you for it. Yeah. Like, and that's what it was. It was like, you are so stupid. You are so naive. This is all your fault. Mm. How could you like be so stupid? So yeah, I was like, I've ruined my whole entire life. And the only way out of this is I'm just gonna have to kill myself. Damn. And like, I know that sounds really dark, but that's genuinely what was going through my head at a time like that. Like mm. I was like, there is no hope for me. Like this is on the internet forever. This is just what it is. And it's crazy. Cause I was thinking about, it's definitely not on the same scale, but I was thinking about cancel culture and with like Caroline Flack, do you guys know who that is? No. She was the host of Love Island and there was a whole bunch is of she stuff. The one that committed she suicide? She committed suicide yeah. because she was cancelled mm. on the internet. Yeah. Really? So she, wow. I don't know the full story. There was a lot of stuff about her and her relationship and there was allegations of abuse against her and she ended up committing suicide because she was cancelled, obviously on a much larger scale For sure. than I was. Because to be fair... The articles weren't saying that I was a bad person or anything. They were just using adjectives to describe me that I never used to describe myself and it mm. wasn't the brand that I wanted my image to be associated with. So, but True. I was thinking like, wow, like I, yeah, it was just crazy to think about cancel culture and the way that it does influence yeah, people's you, mental health. You kind of got like a glimmer of what it's like for big yeah. stars. Yeah, and I was just, I was then doing the whole why me life is so unfair because I just felt like I would always do my best to conduct myself to be so kind to other people and just do my best and like make sure that nobody ever feels that way about yeah. themselves. And here I was, yeah, feeling just like the world was against me all of a sudden. Did, so, yeah. Did part of you want to respond to it at all? Like address it publicly? Because Part what of the me, yeah. I think part of me did. But I was convinced by you guys and people around me that it was only going to make it worse. Because mm. mm -hmm. the media will provoke. That's what the media does. Mm. They provoke reactions mm. to get people more involved in a story yeah. or to get their opinion. And then that, that yeah. shares the story more and it gets them more profit because more people are viewing it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Nothing they wanted a reaction out of you. And yeah. I told you guys, yeah, like I got a DM from a Daily Mail reporter like a couple months ago being like, oh, like I see you guys have unfollowed each other on Instagram. Like, so I take it you guys have broken up. Yeah, and like I didn't respond, but I was also just like, bruh, I'm, I'm a 21 year old from Perth. I'm just trying to like get through my exams right now. Like, these people have no go outside and read a book, babe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because you would have you would have recovered from that first article mm. when you said there was another one that mm -hmm. came out. Yeah, there was another one in February. Yeah. Um, and when the one in Feb came out again, it was the same thing. Like Charlie, how could you be so stupid to have put yourself in this mm. position again? Like it just. I feel like the past, the first six months of the year, I was just so hard on myself and I went back on TikTok eventually, but I was posting very different content. I was posting my study and my running mm. and it was more, it was me sort of documenting my healing, but people mm. didn't know that that's what it was because it, people, I didn't share that I was really depressed and I yeah. was like pulling myself out of a hole. Mm. Um, and I lost like a thousand followers because people didn't really care if I wasn't talking about my sex life. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, nobody really gave Jeez, a, a thousand. Yeah, like nobody really seemed to care about me anymore if I wasn't telling my like funny, crazy stories. Mm. Like, I was posting like my 
day in the life of like me going to uni or me training for my half marathon and everyone was kind of like, eh, boring. You're not chaotic anymore. Bye-bye. Mm. So that That's was the thing also about hard. TikTok. Mm. Like people, there's so much content out there that if people just decide, oh, I don't care anymore, they yeah. will just Find and not else. give a fuck about you anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's so mm. toxic. And the thing is if you were posting about it being healing and made it yeah. about this pit you were in, you probably would have lost way more. And I knew I was so terrified to say something that was going to add fuel to the fire and there'd mm. be another article. I was terrified. Like I felt genuine. I felt so unsettled and I still do sometimes feel really unsettled when I post on TikTok. Like I think I am a little bit traumatized from For that sure. experience. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's for me, it, is, it can be really scary now going on the internet because of those articles. And it's so funny because every now and then when I'm walking around uni, all of the psychology honors students right now are posting ads to try and get participants for their studies. And one of the studies that has been advertised is like, they're looking for people who have ever been shamed on the internet oh, <laughs> to like damn. try and like um study the psychology of what happens when you're like online, like shamed online. And I'm like, hmm, I like <laughs> nobody's going to have a better story than mine to like be part of that study. But like, I just. Did you consider it? I considered it. And it's interesting because I've considered going back to therapy as well to talk about this. But I just, when I think about talking about it in detail and actually processing what went, what happened to me psychologically, I feel a wall go up and I just think, no, nah, I can't yeah. readdress it. I can't mm -hmm. relive that because it was just horrendous. I just, but to be fair, my outlook on life now is if you can make it through that, you can make it through anything mm. else. So yeah, but it's interesting because I was too scared to go back to therapy. Mm. I was in the worst depression of my entire life and I was sort of faced with the choice of like, you could either kill yourself or you need to change something and you need to move on because I can't, I was, yeah, it's like I said, I was in survival mode and life was just not worth living. If you are just going, okay, I just need to wake up, get through today. Like for the first week I was just majority sleeping because I just didn't want to yeah. be conscious. And yeah. you know, anyone who's been depressed know what those depression naps are like. Like you can sleep for like 15 hours. It's crazy. Mm. Um, so I decided to run a half marathon. <laughs> so my choice was kill yourself or run a half marathon. And I chose run the half marathon because I don't know, for me, I felt like I needed to give my life purpose again. And that's what I wanted to do. And how did it make good you choice. feel? <laughs> yeah. Well, Very it was, good choice. It was crazy because yeah. um, like we got to a point where my mum took me to the GP and I'm sitting in the GP with my mum and like there are bags under my eyes. I had like been self-harming that week. We're sitting in front of my GP and my GP is like, I think maybe you should go to hospital and we're just sort of like, right, okay, so we've got a hospital referral on the cards now. Like something's not right. Something has to change. And I just decided, okay, like, and I know that I'm really lucky that I w was in a, obviously in a space in my mental health where I could make some big changes in my life because I know once some people get sucked in, that's it, that's the end. Mm. But I went, okay, I've got one more year left of uni. I just need to get through this year and see what happens. Mm. So I went, I'm going to cut out alcohol. So I stopped drinking. I'm going to stop going out. I'm going to throw everything into this half marathon because I still had a couple of months until uni went back and I was like, I need to distract myself. I need a project. I need to have like a challenge. Um, so I invested everything into my running. I was running every single day. 
guys, people who run are not okay. Like yeah. I saw a TikTok, TikTok that was like, I don't even ask my friends for mental health check-ins anymore. I just ask them if they're running. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that half marathon was a cry for help, bro. Like, oh my God, but it worked. So, so like, the longer you run, the more like mm. downhill you are. Or like you see people absolutely shredded and you're like, fuck, there, you're yeah. right, are you man. okay, mate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my friend has I'm been good, talking man. to this guy that she matched with on a dating app who doesn't drink and is running like 30 kilometers. And I was kind of like, bro's not doing too well. He's, like, uh, he's, not <laughs> he's coming out of that. a breakup. I'm telling you that right now. Um, but yeah, and it's crazy because with running, like honestly, I would recommend running for anyone who's really depressed because you get that hit of endorphins from Makes the pain really of running. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you are left alone with your own thoughts for a really mm, long yeah, time for sure. to really process and everything kind of just like in the world running. Yeah. A lot of self-awareness, a lot of focus. And as someone who like, I'm a bit of a workaholic, to be honest, I don't like sitting around doing nothing. Mm. That's how I know I'm really depressed is when I don't want to do anything. It gave me a project to research like the nutrition for like what you need yeah. to be eating mm. when you're running. So then that was, I was able to eat, start eating properly again. Um, like, Running a half marathon is not a matter of just run. You have to look into the different types of like running programs, like interval training, long runs, mm. short runs, gym sessions. Um, so, yeah, I just needed that distraction and not necessarily running, but just finding something to distract yourself and to throw everything into is so integral into recovering from anything mm. because it's just, I don't want to say like repress, 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 but it kind of does help repress it a little it's, bit. It's more of like, yeah, you distract yourself with a topic that you want to research and it helps you benefit yourself in a way. Like I can relate when I had my breakup, mm. I really liked the psych, I didn't like it obviously, but like the <laughs> psychological aspect of how the brain works yeah. in response to trauma. Mm. I, instead of like, you know, just being down and shit, I would research actively how to make myself feel better chemically kind of yeah, thing it's like yeah. you research how to benefit your brain and make mm. it feel better exactly and, and my dad always says that about good. exercise as yeah. well is exercise being so good for mental health because of those well, endorphins yeah if your body is strong then your mind's strong mm. yeah and then like when i did the actual half marathon it felt so symbolic of that season of my life coming to an end because that half marathon was the hardest thing mm. I have physically ever had to do. Like it was so hard. And like towards the end of it, I just knew like I was never going to forgive myself if I didn't finish yeah. for starters. Um, I, it's such a mental game telling yourself to keep going when you feel so exhausted mm. and every ounce of your energy is drained from you. But I pushed myself through it. I, I honestly, looking back, I don't know how I did it. Like mm. I, yeah, mental illness. That's how I pushed through. Um, <laughs> The adrenaline. But yeah, finishing that half marathon, I just felt like I was at peace with everything that had happened in the past six months and that I could put it to rest and finally move on. And Damn. it just felt so relieving and so symbolic. And people have been like, Oh, you're gonna do another half marathon? Like, what do you what's next? kind of thing. And I'm like, to be honest, I don't feel like I need running anymore. Like I feel like it served its purpose in my life to help me get through that horrendous season. And I just have no interest in doing any more running because I feel like touch wood, I'm in a really good place right now. I'm in a really good place right now and I don't need running. And it's always good to know that running is there as a strategy that mm. is going to be really helpful if, because you know what, like I'm not going to be in a good place forever. Like that's just not how life works. Mm -hmm. Like you're not always going to feel great all the time. 
but it's really good to know that I have running as a backup and as a coping mechanism. Um, and I think taking a break from drinking as well was really helpful yeah, too. for sure. Because we all know alcohol is a depressant and I knew that once I start drinking as well, I, I do struggle with self-control and I would send some texts that I would regret <laughs> and probably make some decisions that I would regret and then I'd, it would only make the situation worse. Mm. So taking a break from drinking definitely helped but it's one of those things where to get better you have to make some changes and yeah. you have to you have stick to by them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen so overnight. It's almost like uh, when you cross that finish line, you like close the chapter of yeah. that book. Yeah. And it, I just became a new person. I felt it just felt so relieving and it was, yeah, That's it good. was. And the amount of strength it needs to mm. notice there's something wrong with your mindset too, mm. I feel like is very rare because a lot of people wouldn't even realize it's their mindset that is contributing to it. Yeah. Like a lot of people in a similar situation probably would just blame the situation entirely yeah, and never be able to make that change. Even so, to further take action on it, mm. it takes a lot of And then finish yes. the action. So you did well. Proud. We're, proud we're Thanks, proud. guys. Thank you. Um, anyway, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell a funny story now. It's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's relevant well, to the half segment. marathon. That sucks anyway. <laughs> Unlucky champ. Um... All right, so during my half marathon training, also I feel like I haven't addressed actually, uh, I have RSV at the moment, guys, which is a respiratory virus. So if oh. my voice sounds a little bit crazy, that's what it is. Sorry, guys. What is, is it? That? Viral? What is that? Um, it's, it's a virus. It's like a respiratory infection. My dad brought it back from Europe. So dad got back from Europe and brought a virus with him and now I'm sick. So if you guys how, can see. How contagious? It's kind of the same <laughs> contagiousness as COVID. So I wasn't going to cancel on you guys, though. So you're just going to have to cop it. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for that, Charlie. Anyway, <laughs> so as a part of my half marathon. Journey, well, here we go. That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So, so no, see you later, Charlie. Funny thing, sizzle in hospital. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's it's only mild respiratory symptoms and it usually resolves itself within a week or so. So oh, you'll fine, be though. fine in a week. In a week, unless I have a hereditary lung disease, or maybe you've already had RSV like and then you've got the antibodies <laughs> and then you wouldn't get sick. Yeah, probably not. I had bronchitis recently. That's so. not the same thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, so I started to get some back pain as part of my half marathon training because obviously I was doing a lot of running. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of the same movement. It was Makes putting sense. a lot of strain on my joints. I was starting to feel a bit sore. So what did I do? I went to the physio. Um, I meet my physio and he is gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so aside from him being gorgeous. Is this, hold on, sorry. Is this going to um, ruin his uh, practicing reputation? No. Okay. It's not going to ruin his practicing reputation. Okay, and cool. also nobody's going to be able to figure out who it is. I've learned my lesson. I'm well, keeping him well, very, well. I'm keeping it very vague. My description. Daily Mail. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so he's gorge and we have a lot in common. We've got really good bands. It's fantastic. I start to have a little bit of a crush on him. But obviously he's my physio. I'm not going to do anything. Okay, I'm going to keep this to myself because that would be inappropriate. Okay. So um, the back pain kind of resolves. I'm like, whatever, happy days. Back pain comes back and it's on my right side. And I'm kind of like, oh, my God, no, I'm going to have to go back to the physio. <laughs> so I go back to my physio and he's feeling around my back and he's like, oh, I don't know, I can't really feel anything wrong with, like, the right side of your back. 
So I'm like, oh, great. I've gaslit myself into thinking that I have back pain so I can come back and see him again. Like, well done, Charlie. This is a whole new level of delusion. <laughs> I'm feeling like phantom pain now. Like, this is this is the level that we've come to. Um, so I'm like, okay, get over it. Get over yourself, Charlie. Like, you're fine. You don't need to come back to the physio. Like, you, this is clearly just – you're just crazy. But then he's like, oh – I actually think that we should probably do an x-ray because, like, I don't really know why your back's hurting and, like, that's kind of weird. We've been at it for, like, six weeks now and it's not really getting better. And I was like, okay, been at that's what? fine. Like, we'll <laughs> yeah. What have you been um, at? Like, it's okay. Uh, so we do the x-ray, whatever. I'm just thinking I'm, like, so embarrassed at this point because I'm like, oh, my God, the x-ray is going to come back fine. Like, this is all in my head. I'm a psycho. X-ray comes back. I have scoliosis. Oh, <laughs> You have no idea how humbling it is to have a man that you have had a crush on for like a month holding up an x-ray of your like wonky ass spine and going, yeah, if you were a kid, we probably would have put you in a back brace. Oh, I was so horrified at this point. Like, oh my God. So... That's really fun to find out at 21 that you have scoliosis. Oh, jeez. After or before the marathon? This was after. I mean, I had the pain during like my training, but then we did the x-ray after the half marathon. Uh, Can you get scoliosis? No. I would have had it my whole life because it's in my lower back. You can't see it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to catch scoliosis as well? (laughs) My back. (laughs) I can feel it. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, that's intense. So I know. So like, and now I'm just stuck with scoliosis for the rest of my life. There's no way to no. I finished growing. Like oh, if you're a true. kid and you're still growing and they put you in a back brace, like you That's can grow into it. I have sometimes back pains. Like in my I mean, back, back pain can be from <laughs> a lot of different things, but you might have the scoli. Damn. You never know. But scoli that's, the kind, of the, <laughs> that's yeah, kind of the shit. story of how having a crush on my physio made me figure you that out you can't see it or anything right like because I, I know yeah. some people <laughs> real quick guys like are you a physiotherapist <laughs> because i know some people with scoliosis they're just like fully like because it's back. in different parts of your back so if it's in like your upper spine you can really see it right because like your lumbar spine already has that curve if it's like a little oh, rocky it's kind of hard to tell yeah, yeah. um yeah, again, i know <laughs> Yeah, oh, my breath feels a bit short too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a mess, guys. Honestly, like the scoliosis but what and the if respiratory your infection back was better. What? Um, we just moved <laughs> on from a topic of like not drinking. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to sure, hand yeah. you a drink because of <laughs> the whole story about how like oh my yeah. god, have no, you have, have you drink. drank? Well, yeah. So, guys, I just went to Bali, actually. True, yeah. true, yeah. true. And I got the drunkest I have ever huh. been in my huh. entire life. I don't know if you guys have like two beers. <laughs> um, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently the drinks that they make you in Bali are just like so strong, like through the roof level strong. Um, Let's go. So <laughs> one night my friend and I went out and started having like we had pre's at our villa. We had this beautiful villa, just the three of us. We all had our own room. It was sensational. Um and we had a couple of drinks at Pre's and then we decided to go out. We get to this bar and it's like ladies drink for free. Like, I don't know if maybe they had like some ratio issues oh. and that's why they were like, we need more girls. So like girls can drink for free. But it was wow. like the drinks that you had to have were like these super strong, like tequila Whoa. mixes. Things. Oh, this that sounds so very great. Yeah, it was like free drinks, but you have to drink this. And so, the whole body. And it has to be this strong. And here's This the one thing. that I already prepared. Yeah, it was like from a jug kind of thing. And he's like, I like to think that I'm a bit of a heavyweight as well. Like I can usually hold my alcohol pretty well. 
I, from a jug. Not when crazy. you stop drinking. Though. Yeah, exactly. That's also the and lesson. Not when you have scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're giving like free drinks just for girls that are like insane. That is so. What? So were I, you? I were you? Put the red flags together. Like I was drunk <laughs> at this point. I was already tipsy from pre's. I was just like free drinks. Woo! My memory basically is not existent from that point onwards. Oh my god! I blacked out to the point where. So we got we got to a different club. I remember a guy who kind of looks like Blake, to be honest, like a really <laughs> tall guy with like longer dark hair, but he was British, <laughs> was trying to get with me. And he kept, remember that. he was like coming Like I remember flashes of him because he was kept trying to grab me and I kept just like pushing him off me because I was just like, had my guard up. And I just remember him being like, why are you pushing me off you? Like, what are you doing? I don't know, like trying to do his British accent. And I don't remember <laughs> what I was saying to him, but I remember he grabbed me and just kissed me. And God. I was like, and I just went with it because I was drunk. Uh, I, that's a flash no, of memory that I have. This is not. I totally also have good a flash of memory of me doing a vodka shot in that club. Who facilitated me to have more alcohol? I don't know. Who were you with? I was with um, my friend and two Dutch girls that we met on the night out. So What's, there was four of us. What's their memories like from the night? Not great either. We were all pretty drunk. <gasps> Dude, that but, drink but does better not than sound me. Because then what happened is I couldn't stand and I was oh. on the like on the floor and the recount of the story is we <laughs> I was like why well, you should have just left me on the floor if I kept falling over and she was like no people were just stepping on you like we had to what? get you up so the three girls had to literally carry me out of this club get me into the uber at which point I start throwing up in this uber uh. In this poor Indonesian man who is just trying to, like, make a living in Bali in his Uber. I am just projectile vomiting everywhere. We get back. I somehow get out of the Uber, get inside. Our friend who decided not to go out that night is, like, in bed asleep. I just throw myself up against her door and I'm like, Bridget, please help. The next morning we could see there's, like, a smear on her glass door from where I've just, like, collapsed and just, like, slid down the door. Um, Luckily she was sober and able to look after me. I just have, like, memories of me sort of, like, I was just lying in a pool of like vomit and just no. like oh my resting God. my face in my vomit. And Bridget is like holding my head up and she's like, Charlie, like you need to stand up. Like I cannot hold you. Like you need to get up. And then somehow they were able to carry me into the bathroom. They were able to like take my dress off and everything, tie my hair back and just sort of like prop me over the toilet bowl where I just <laughs> continued to keep like throwing up, throwing up don't have any memory of this um but there's a photo actually i'll show you guys the photo because it's really funny oh, no. oh my god this does not sound good at all so <laughs> we have you considered the possibility that i was spiked yes yeah. i have considered that possibility but the only reason i don't think i was spiked is because i felt fine the next day it could be because i threw it all up though oh my god it so was you know what? You've, you've been in it wait, look we're we're 30 minutes in mm-hmm. and you've told two stories of absolute like <laughs> Where people die. Yeah. And you've come mm. out of. Guys, honestly, I will say this about myself. I do think my best quality is probably that I'm very resilient. I will say that. Like, <laughs> oh, my that. worst quality is that I'm very impatient. My best quality is that I'm very resilient. You guys go. What's your worst and best quality? Well, can oh. we. I'd say your worst quality is taking free drinks in <laughs> Bali for women only. Avoiding from a joke. That was pretty Yeah, late. yeah. I'm, yeah I'm that goes back to your trusting. That goes yeah, back literally. to your trusting. Literally. Yeah. 
So no, but for real, what do you think your best and your worst qualities are? But you're you're, you're hosting this episode. It's I very. Am, yeah. This is. I, I haven't had to pull out a single subject. So. I have, guys. I have a lot to say. You've been. When you've have been I waiting. ever been lost for words? Like fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's almost as if you want to start another podcast. I've been all right. We should say each other's worst qualities. Feel like that's, that's a fun oh, game. No. Uh, wait, that's okay. always a fun drinking okay. game. So how about you delegate who <laughs> says who's worst quality then? How well, why that? don't you just go to your left? To okay, your left? so I feel right. like we're gonna say things. Let's say this, things. No, nah, this, nah, this no. Is, no, let's I, go. I, I don't I think t- your worst quality is a bad thing. I think it can be quite I, constructive I to hear it from let's somebody else. Things. Yeah. Let's say things. Do you guys let's want just, to do each other's best quality? What are you afraid of saying, Blake? Go on. Nothing, Jack. Go. Your first. Have I ruffled some feathers, guys? We're going left. So, yeah. what is so it? Best. Start. Best and worst. <sighs> do you want to go first, Jack? You do, George's. Well, I think be- I do, George's. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, right. I've already done mine. So. True, fair. Go on, Jack. George. Fuck, I didn't think about that now. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, are I'd, ready to go I'd with a bad quality about me. Hey, like. Worst quality, George. <laughs> yeah, come Similar on. to Charlie's. Too carefree. Too you carefree. You know, I admire the carefreeness. Too carefree. But it's. I'm the opposite. I'm very skeptical of people. Mm. So we often have discussions where you're like trying to convince me something's good and I'm trying to convince you they're fucking bad and we mm. should ditch them. So I would say that'd be the worst quality. I feel which like is being not a bad quality. is a very good quality. It's good it up until you hit yeah, a point. There's a certain point. Yeah. As, we, like, as we've yeah, just I feel like with everything that there's what? positives and negatives to it. Carefree, so. but also being smart enough to decide on Isn't certain it good things. that what I think is George's worst quality isn't a bad quality? Yeah. Isn't that yeah, good? It's, it's constructive. Yeah, and best quality. Well, I'd almost say also the carefreeness. <laughs> the fact that it's like it's a good and a bad thing. It, it is a good and a bad thing because I feel like I do admire that mm-hmm. you you seem no best quality. Uh, you just seem to enjoy life all the time, mate. Okay. Oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah. I appreciate that. Lovely. You, you always radiate happiness, George, and it oh. makes me happy. So I appreciate that. So wholesome. I appreciate all right. that. You get to do black now. All right. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> See, it's hard because yeah, I think uh, you boys don't have any bad qualities. Oh, oh. damn. Yeah. Um, it doesn't so, have to be bad, just something like to improve on, you know. Like I think if you take I it constructively. Blake's already improved on it, but his <laughs> room tidiness. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'll true, do that that's one. True. <laughs> he no, has improved true. on it, though. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it still has. So maybe like really organization. Organization. Because that's more of a quality. Nah, because Blake's very organized in terms of like equipment. Is he really? Hey, you, it's like the one time. <laughs> to be fair, few times, actually, a few times he is in charge. He is in charge always of counting the gear and making sure it's ready. So he's like, and then, practice. Charlie's uh, been here for the exact time. Yeah, I've just forgotten time. <laughs> like, um, and then best quality, I would say that Blake puts other people in front of himself. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Jack. You're up. Jackie oh, boy. Yeah, you're the one all nervous, Blake, so <laughs> Yeah. Break the wholesomeness. Let's go. <laughs> Should I go bad or good first? Go bad second so that I think about it and ponder on it longer. So it really <laughs> sticks with really me. really puts you down. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it, it won't hurts. be as impactful. Twist I'll, that knife in. I'll do, I'll do bad first. All right. Fine. Oh, it's, now, should now I do bad I second? The what? Should I do bad second? I just, just fucking do whatever. Because okay. you got me nervous now. The but the bad right. thing is we'll turn into a good thing. All right, there we go. Go. Okay, so I'll look at the good first. I feel like you're always able to find the reasonable solution in our group. Oh, that's oh, good. Don't. Yeah. Like you're a very critical thinker. Mm. Critical and thinking. And even though I think I think critically about a lot of things, you always find a way to tell me a different perspective and convince mm-hmm. me otherwise of something Lovely. I thought was the way to do it. 
Oh, thank you. So Blake. good critical analysis. Mm. Bad thing. It's not right. so. <laughs> oh fuck! What have you done? Charlie? This is probably the last episode now. <laughs> the end of Sizzle. No, no, episode um, nine. So <laughs> episode nine, the end. Of it's Sizzle. because it's because of Blake's best quality, which is that he puts other people above himself. He's scared to say anything negative. I like, don't like being negative. Yeah. But if we're it's on not the, negative, on it's the, constructive. If just we're, say if we're it. being yeah. just say it. There is a bit of narcissism with Jack, but oh. I don't think that. Yeah, through. Through seeing it through Jack, I reflect on it on myself. Mm. And I feel like I'm narcissistic as well I'm sometimes. I'm very narcissistic. And I always try to be aware of it and mm. kind of hold myself back on some things. What is the term of narcissism? It's like self-obsessed. It's like um, you ego, tailor like yourself ego. to your ego. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, being feeling that like is you're better than devastating, dude. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Shit. I do notice that in myself that I have a bit of a God complex and it's definitely something that I need to work on because it makes me think that I'm quite untouchable when I clearly am very touchable. So, yeah. But, in a, but turning it into a, more of a positive, it's like you feel confident in your own ability. Yeah. Or is that just another narcissistic? No, I think, Jack, just think that you're I think right. Jack is very confident in the choices that he makes. Do you reckon? Because yeah. I don't feel it. Oh, that, that's so nobody funny. else, no, yeah, nobody picks up on it. So that's Damn, good. so maybe that is narcissism. I might be narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I think it's fine to be a little bit narcissistic. But what have you done, Charlie? <laughs> like, you just. The narcissist in me didn't want to hear that. No, but it's good because, no, you know like. Blake, I appreciate you telling me that. No one's told me that. So that's going to make me need I to. I feel take like a usually look. you're quite self aware if you're narcissistic. Maybe you're just not. No, then. but that you're not narcissistic. Oh. You're, no, you're not aware if you're narcissistic. It takes wow. other people to be yeah. able to. See I you. date a lot of narcissists. And then when someone tells you that you're narcissistic, you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say I'm not because I might be. You might be. Damn. You never know. That's crazy. But I see it through you, I see it in myself. So. Damn. I've improved. Damn. I think it's good to some extent to have confidence in yourself and to Absolutely. be a little bit narcissistic. Yeah, I think it's when when you start making decisions purely based on how you want people to see you, mm. I think that's when it's it starts bad, becoming. It's just like a small quality that you have sometimes. It's <laughs> just a small quality. Do you quality need a drink to calm the nerves? What, what if, if we could lighten the mood? <laughs> what a if we could lighten the mood? Come on. This episode has been a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it has been. <sighs> Shit. Pull them out. All right. So, yeah, damn. Jack's just having an <laughs> existential <laughs> crisis. Well, you know what? This is how deep do we want to get, boys? Because this is actually. Well, not like that. <laughs> I mean, that's a way to forget about this. <laughs> no, um, yeah, damn. That's actually probably my biggest fear. Wow. What? wow. Is being a narcissist. Wow. Because, yeah. So, You've struck a nerve, like, yeah. interesting. No, which is, it's good. No mm. one's ever told me that, so. What is it about being narcissistic, though, that you think is Well, I was raised negative. by a very narcissistic right. father. Well, okay, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's often a thing where I'm like, oh, You don't want to turn uh, into yeah, your Yeah, definitely. Parents. And, you know, there have been times where I've reflected and been like, yeah, I see that. That mm. choice was a bit not good. But I yeah. have been seeing my parents in myself a lot this mm. year and I feel like it's when you reach a certain age in your ascent to adulthood that you start to do things that are like your parents but you don't realise yeah, and definitely. it'll hit you and you'll be like, oh, my God, like I'm yeah. my mum right now. Mm. Well, that's because the thing. It's it's like, I feel like I relate to Jack in a mm. way through our father's like, influence. Yeah. And in a way, I see myself like – I was going to say I see myself in you but that's a bit controversial. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> so, yeah. Personality-wise, it's like the – characteristics of yep. like adult influence on a child's behavior growing up and it takes 
recognition of that behavior to change yourself. Mm. And it's yeah. like your survival mechanisms become how you were treated, I suppose. Mm. So then it's like you always revert back to that when like shit's going And it's down. like stuff that you adapt from your environment, but also stuff that you adapt that is purely hereditary. Like I feel like people don't realize a lot of your personality traits are sometimes just genetic yeah, and like that, it comes out of you. Thing. Cause like, you know, you are aware of the things in your parents that you hate the most and you go, I never want to be like that. And then you'll notice like little thoughts or little behaviors come out in you and you'll be like, Oh my God, like that is, I'm, this is my mom or I'm so like my dad right now. And like, yeah. You don't even, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's funny. I've got a f- crazy story about that too. Mm. My, because my dad is like one of four, I think. Yeah, right. And um, for like you most think? of my life, <laughs> is he he had two sisters, mm. and then we find out that his mum had a hidden child that she didn't tell anyone oh, about wow. that she had. Doesn't know who the father is. Never talked about it. My best friend has a similar situation like that. Yeah. Yeah. So when everyone found out and they finally met her, she mm. is personality and everything splitting image yeah. of her, even though she never met her mom. Damn. Crazy. And she's, know. you know, the way she talks, the way she's a chain smoker. Mm. You know, like yeah, all these genetic, little things. Yeah, 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 yeah. All these things, and she's more like her mom than any of the kids mm. that were raised by her. Which is it is crazy. Yeah. I find because I'm a science student and I find genetics so interesting because so like this is a crazy story as well so like I did my half marathon and like my dad and I have always been very very similar um I did this half marathon thinking that it was a totally original idea I'm telling my parents dad goes yeah I did a half marathon and I was like what and this has happened with something else I did like some like I did a water polo thing. I did the cot cup. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a social water polo the thing. The, the, the what? The cot cup. Oh, the cot oh, is so cut. Cut. What right. did you think I said? Cut. <laughs> <laughs> the cot cup. Cot cup. I did that too. Oh, I, did that. I, both yeah. um, I got the trophy right here. <laughs> so I did this social water polo competition and I'm thinking it's a totally original idea. My dad's like, yeah, I've done that. And I was like, what? Like, it's just Damn. crazy that things that like yeah because like we were having this conversation recently because my grandpa passed away a couple months ago and we were like that's okay we're sitting around the dinner table um we had like a family dinner the evening that he passed away and i was sort of like all right guys let's just go around and reflect what everybody thinks that they've like inherited from Mm. grandpa Mm. and every single person said something personality wise like Mm. i'm very stubborn just like he was kind of thing like and it's just crazy how much your behavior can be genetic that you can't it's like mental illness that can be inherited as well like yeah. damn and it's I made me think too yeah it's made me think too sometimes being raised by the person that's mm. given you these troubling things could be a blessing mm. because at least you'll pick up on it yeah. like my nan's hidden True. child mm. never was raised by her to pick up on the bad things that she shouldn't repeat yeah. so she ended yeah. up doing the exact same thing mm. whereas like was yeah True. the other kids watch it and they're like oh i never want to be like that yeah yeah and so at least they have the they know what they don't want to do, regardless of if they end up doing it through whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Damn, that's deep. I this know. Is intense. It's always deep when I'm around, guys. Like, what? <laughs> I'm still that. thinking about it in the cock cup. <laughs> and then, like, holding up the trophy and it's second place because he's like, because I never come for it. Oh my God. <laughs> that's a good joke. <sighs> All right. Should um, we get a, what if we have a drink? Yeah, should we get a what if down us? What if we lighten the mood? Yeah. 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 I think so. well, should we do a drinking <sighs> game or something? Like, have we got like a plan to. Well, there, there's a few things that I'd love to chat about. Okay, that's good. Um, so These are very drinking light, games. by the way. They're not even a standard. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be like so a soda water. Fucking tastes awesome. They're really nice. So, what guys, if, so no, but first of all, where Paramount. can we find these drinks? Where can you go to get a what yeah. if? You've got to go to Paramount yeah. and go get a what if, yeah. what if lime soda. 
Free entry. I love a vodka lime soda. That's my favorite drink. They're good. Thank These you. are probably the best lime s- seltzers it, I've tried. Yeah. Good times do away. What if this podcast was better? Oh, she's a bit fizzy. She is. I shook it around a little bit. Oh. To the hotline reunion. All right. Well, now I'll stop talking and you guys can ask me some questions. So what's your thoughts on the what ifs? It's very limey, which I like. My biggest pet peeve is when bartenders serve you a vodka lime soda and they don't squeeze the lime before they put it in. Mm, like, true, what is the point laziness. of just putting a solid chunk of lime in there? It's not going to do anything. Yeah. you got to mm. get the juices flowing. Well, See, so yeah, I have a little story about <laughs> barley too. So you, okay. you, you were talking about you just went there. So um, yeah. uh, I'll be going for my first time in July, but oh. I have a bit of a conundrum because conundrum. we I'm going with my girlfriend and her family. Beautiful. And so we, we just booked everything because it was kind of like, oh, shit, let's do this. So we just booked it. And mm. then afterwards, they start talking about what they want to do. And they're talking about scuba diving, all these activities. They want <laughs> yeah. to go to like the, I don't know if they're called reefs, but whatever, look at okay. all the fish. Yeah. And they're all fully aware of the fact that I can't swim and I've never been able you to swim. You can't swim? You know I'm a swim teacher, right? I can teach you to what? swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. The, the That's boat crazy. Blake and I want to yeah. teach Jack oh how to swim. Oh, my God. Can summer? we make a series of us teaching Jack how to swim? The amount of people, <laughs> the, every time I tell people, I swear everyone's a fucking swim teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Swim teaching is so popular in Perth. Right? Yeah. Like is that a thing? France <laughs> Medallion, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to, I don't know, maybe get rid of me. <laughs> uh, put me in a situation that, so that I might funny. not come out of. So. All right, Jack, yeah. time to dive. Yeah. <laughs> that just, is crazy. Let's go in, Jack. Well, no, yeah. it's like I was watching How I Met Your Mother the other day and they were talking about how like it was like an episode about how people, adults will just have a random gaps in knowledge, like just from their oh, childhood. Yeah. I feel like that's Jack's gap that he just can't swim. I feel like um, this summer, Blake and I can teach you how to swim. This summer. <laughs> Coming to you. Jack. Yeah, we've talked about doing like a bonus kind of series called the Eight Nip Dip, where Ooh. we do it in a hot tub because collectively of the three of us, there are eight nipples. Who has, wait, so only one of you has guess, the correct guess. number of nipples. Two. No, two do. So guess which one yeah, and how. Yeah, so only this one of you has two nipples. No. Two of you have four nipples. No, no, no. No, no. no that's not math. Eight, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's gaps in your knowledge here. So I'm actually Wait, a bachelor so hang science, on. guys. I want like... you to guess how the nipples are distributed. between. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, this is really interesting. I've literally just, just been studying this in my reproductive science unit. Oh, yeah, about how, like, okay. okay, so this is fun. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll test you. I think Jack has four nipples. Oh shit! Now, okay. So, what traits gave that off? Do I give the eight nip energy or no? Sorry, four nip? <laughs> it's because I feel like these two have both posted shirtless photos before, and I would have picked up on if they had Whoa, four nipples. What? Also, I don't think I've ever posted a shirt. Or maybe photo. You I don't know why. I just feel like <laughs> you've been attentive. And I also just feel like. You're like, hmm, oh yeah. Maybe that's why right you just never learned how to swim because you two were too naps. self-conscious to take your shirt off. Like, huh? Maybe that's why you never learned Not to a- swim because you were too self-conscious to take your shirt off because you have four nipples. Like, I love my four nipples. <laughs> it's been like a. He's very, it's it's very, it's very open. <laughs> about I'm, I'm gonna admit it's been a good way to get my shirt off. When that's I good because you're just jealous because I don't have four nipples. Yeah. Exactly. All right, and then am I <laughs> picking if they're like higher or lower or like where well, they fuck, are? I mean, if you want to. Oh, you said how they're distributed. So I, I meant between. Meant, no, I meant oh. distributed between us because it could have been three, three, two. A third nipple, yeah. Um, I thought you meant how they were distributed on your chest. No. Okay. <laughs> have you ever thought about getting them like lasered off, or you just embracing I love them? My you four love nipples. your nipples. That is. Good, I love yeah. it so much. Good for you. Do That's they feel like a nipple when you touch it? No, there's like no sensitivity. Oh. 
So is it it's a fully developed kind of a big mole, or is it just like one is like half developed? It has like Does it the have whole, a dog's? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the fourth one is like so small. Mm. I only found it like this year. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> found it. Yeah, I was like, oh. why won't this blackhead like squeeze? And I was like. Oh, it's a nipple. Yeah. It's a nipple. Squeezing it, you're like, ooh. That is so fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I need dips. Yeah, so that's... Good. And that's not the reason I didn't learn to swim, okay. by the way. I just I just never really got a chance. That's yeah. just going to be completely honest. That is crazy. Not because it was... The more no, you know. Because I always... I, I like going to the beach, and I'd go to pools and shit. I'd just hang out in the, in the shallow. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. Do you like going to the beach, Jack? Yeah. Because I remember there's been times where we've gone to the beach and... You've had some bad experiences. Jackie's been a bit nervous. Jackal, where you got winded in the ocean, but you didn't even swim. <laughs> what? Jackson, no, that we is the most yet. That's probably well, yeah, you said that was the biggest ick you've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> I saw you do that. I was like, oh, Wait, man. What? I was in a bad state. That was, yeah. uh, oh, we were all hungover and we went to the beach and... You and I, we went swimming. We jumped in the ocean and Jack come running to the, <laughs> the ocean. Instead of like jumping in, he kind of just like dunked his head. But as he did it, like a wave hit his stomach and he's like, ooh. So he got winded and he wasn't even in the ocean. <laughs> Oh yeah, my God. not gonna lie, that was kind of that was a, <laughs> a low, low point. point. <laughs> yeah, it was That's one of so those funny. humbling experiences. Mm. But no, I've I've gone more often, and, it's, and you like held your nose was, as well while you did it. So you went, yeah, <laughs> and that that had been a while since I've been to the beach too. Right, it had been a long time, but. That's good that you go into the water. You're not worried that you <laughs> get swept out. Like, like, no, just like, no, you just gotta do a starfish float on your back. <sighs> no, if you panic, just, you just have to starfish float, and then you'll. Be fine. Wait for someone yeah. to come save you. Like I've tried it. Like I've, I've people have tried to teach me a few times. Like I went to some random lake once and mm. I couldn't see past. Oh, gross. Yeah, that was a big gross. But um, yeah, no, not afraid of water. Just it's it's like a sensible thing. If I'm on a boat and it's rocky, I'm like, good chance I could die. Yeah. yeah. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair. But thought that was funny. So I guess that we'll check back funny. if I don't come back after July. You need July. a ticket off the list that you will be able to swim one well, day. Well, that's the thing. Ooh, it's like the bucket list. we just not care. It doesn't even really bother me. Yeah. Like I know I should, but you know, people are always like, oh, but you're going to miss out on so much. Like while these people are scuba diving, but I'm like, mm. I don't really care. Like yeah. I'd be happy just going to a bar and getting a drink. I don't like, like snorkeling to be honest. No, I feel like you I'd don't care because opinion. you can't swim. If you are able to swim, you'd be more keen yeah, to do true. it. Even I don't know. This would be a good question to talk about with you guys. Like where your priorities like, because mine mm. are very much achievement based. Like right. I don't get a lot of happiness from Me maintenance. Too. Yeah. Because it's like some people, they want to maintain a good lifestyle mm. and that's what gives them happiness. Yeah. Whereas mine's more, I just want to accomplish things. Yeah. Mm. I like that. You don't want to experience new things? To a point, but the new things I want to experience is ticking off milestones of like the business Success or like yeah. a novel yeah. and stuff like that. that I'm yeah, I find I like, it very hard to spend money on experiences. Like I've just dropped mm. like 120 bucks to go see the Matildas do their Olympic qualifiers. And I'm like, that's like a I'm big in the middle. for me to and that's spend money cool. on that. Like yeah. 120 bucks, that's so cheap. Yeah, and even I was like, oh God, like, but it'll be fun. It's, I have very big success goals and I will do things to accomplish that even exactly. if it means prioritizing it over experiences mm. like personal maintenance like you said but for example like i could save money instead of going to a festival but i'm going to go to a festival because it's a good experience mm -hmm. like i feel experiences and memories are much more valuable than money i also that think um uh finding new things to do and experiencing new things to do does help 
shape who you are and mm-hmm. shape mm. uh it kind of like just heals you in some sort of way of like a, a mental thing yeah I feel like when you're experiencing new things in your 20s it's like you almost go through a second puberty because it's like you just become a whole new person and it's like you have to rediscover all these new things about yourself at like a certain age because your tastes and your interests just completely change all of a sudden you get to choose the people that you're surrounded by because you're not forced into it at school and stuff like that so it's like it's like you're a butterfly. You go back into your cocoon and you come out of it again. And you like, especially with um so many trends going around now yeah, as well. It's so hard. And like how social media can like shape your sort of style. Yeah, and it's like you're not you're not fully developed until you're 25. So that's why I yeah. always think people who get married before 25, mm. I'm like, like stay with that person that you want to marry, but wait until you're 25. Let's because talk about you could that. End up, my God. Geez, yeah, because yeah. you. you Chances are you're going to end up quite a different person when you hit 25. There are people that we went to school with, like our age, that are engaged. There are people that we went to school with that have Have two kids. kids. I know somebody that went to churches in our year that has child number two. Mm. Like Like by choice or just doesn't understand? She's got a partner and she's got two kids. Actually, there's two people that I know that have partners and two kids. Are they Catholic? No, I think maybe the first one was an accident, I just can't and then they were like, "Let's have a sibling." A There's there was this guy I was working with last week, uh, setting up for listener, and mm. he didn't believe in the society of having a girlfriend mm. and then marriage, and he didn't believe that you need to know someone for a certain amount of time to marry them. Right. So instead of asking her to be his girlfriend, he is going to ask her to marry her, and they've only known each other for two months. So right. here's and a hot not take. Even officially and they're not even officially dating. My parents got engaged after six weeks. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Because have they they've been together they, since? They had not. Yeah, yeah. So they um, had known nice. each other a little bit through like mutual friends and stuff like that. But they were sort of just friends. Um, and then they sort of finally got together. And after six weeks, it was obviously going really well. They were kind of like in their late twenties at this point as well. So they were sort of ready to settle down. And dad was trying to ask mum to move in with him. And mum was kind of like, look. I'm getting older, like I want to get married and have kids if we're kind of going to move in together. I want it to be with like my future husband sort of thing. And dad was like, would you want to just get married then? And mum was like, okay. Gee, <laughs> and they've been together that? for like 25 years. So it was like so. a conversation turned into do you want to marry me? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. My parents are very low-key. They're not like big yeah. splashy proposal. Yeah, yeah. Would you guys, what, what, how would you guys want to propose or be proposed to or like are you more low-key casual or would you want to go all out? I feel like I'd want to make, the proposal itself, I, if I was to get married, was to be, you know, nice and, mm. you know, thoughtful. But a wedding toss-up between, like, a big thing and or just, like, a chill, relaxed. Another kinda, question is would you so want to talk about it with your partner first and then propose? Because some couples talk about it and decide, yeah, we're going to get married and then mm. they do the big proposal thing because it's, like, a guaranteed yes kind of thing. Or would you yeah. just spring it on her? No, I, th- I think you have to spring have a it. conversation. Mm. For sure. Spring it. No, I think you, you have need, to discuss to have a, and agree yeah. that you're going to get yeah. married, but then no need to spoil the surprise yeah. of the proposal. And you don't need to say when you're going to propose, but sort of I mean, like, I need to tell... It could even be like years before. Like just yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get that in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think and then, no, I don't you agree. just bring it and Real? she's like, I thought we were just friends. You know? And you need to like talk about <laughs> it as well to make sure that you've got the same. I feel like same... you'd be established, like a pretty established relationship. Well, what is, yeah. I would and never... if you have genuine feelings towards this person, yeah. and I you think should be confident important. enough to that they're going to say yes. Like you need yeah. to talk about if you want to have kids, yeah. like what you want, yeah, what, you what your values on money are, where you want to live, da, 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 because like imagine 
putting it out there being like, let's get married. And then you find out that this person doesn't want to have kids and your dream is to have like three kids. And like, they're really like, I've got a gambling addiction. Whereas like, you want to like save, like it's just I feel lots like of conversations. Know about, have you would about that yeah. for sure. Before <laughs> yeah. asking, there's so many factors yeah. to yeah. I suppose, but it's still even down to like smaller details such as, well, you know, how you want to school your kids. You know, this mm. is stuff that you need to talk about. I feel like you talk about it after, right? No, no, no way. Because if you get married and then it's like, Oh, you want to oh, send wait. them to school? You we know that's run by Illuminati. Different views. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, it's like, well, shit. I can't what are your non-negotiables in a relationship? Like what? Well, I mean, you guys, I know you, that you're kind of all in relationships, but like what are your values that you need in a partner, in a relationship? And it can be, I mean, I hope it's mm. something that your current partners have. But anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> non-negotiables. I mean, it's like, I think lifestyles need to line up. Do you want an example of mine? Because mine, I've got very clear cut ones oh, in my okay. head. Just if you're a bit confused about what I said with the non-negotiables. So my next partner, I would like them to either be towards the end of their studies, but preferably have finished all their studies and have a full-time, like, stable job. Oh, you want a sugar daddy? No, just because <laughs> I'm going to have to study for a long time to end up in my career that I want. So I want somebody who's sort of got a stable income and is sort of established and there's not going to be – because two sort of unstable people is just going to be a bit cray-cray – um, preferably somebody who's older, so they're sort of all set in their job. How I need somebody who has like an athletic lifestyle because I'm a bit of a I'm in my gym era. I want somebody mm. that I can go to the gym with. Um, that's because, a big one. Fitness is very important. yeah because that's like one of my that's always been one of my leading hobbies throughout my entire life. So I want somebody that I can share that hobby with. That like also just be into sport like that I can watch the footy with that kind of thing. Um, I need somebody who's I mean this is obviously like. This is obvious, but somebody who's like kind and respectful to my friends and my family. I've dated some absolute assholes before that have not been kind and respectful to my friends and family. So you think it's a given, but apparently it's not. Mm. Um, uh, I feel like I had another one, but I can't remember. But yeah, stuff like that. To me, I feel like when I broke up with my ex, mm. um, I was looking for like, like you just said, you listed it all down for the person you want. And that's what happens when you break up with your first love is that you end up finding what you want in a relationship. Mm. And I feel like the person I'm with at the moment is perfect in every single way. That's so beautiful. There's no non-negotiables or anything. Was I know she everything. what you had in mind when yeah, you were perfect. looking for your yeah, next like partner? Just yeah. picturesque, perfect. Yeah. And you weren't, when you like, you didn't know all that about her, you sort of met her and then you were kind of like, oh my God, she's ticking all my boxes. This is insane kind of thing. Yeah. It was like a thing of like, I wasn't looking for a relationship, mm. but I was looking for like a deep connection with someone Yeah, and she was it. <laughs> so and then, thing. yeah, ended up dating literally basically within like a month. That was a really beautiful post that you did on Instagram yeah. for like your one year. I yeah. thought that was really nice. I sent that to my girls group chat and was like, BRB, just going to go sit in the middle of the freeway now. <laughs> but I thought it was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of funny because it's very different for me, I think, because mm. it was, I, I kind of had that list and everything, but mm. then I, I was learning more about it. That was um, challenging the way I saw the world. Mm. And I feel like that a challenge. helped me to grow a lot. Yeah. Because I want to very that. much... Because I suppose I'm a bit anti, whatever you'd call it, society or whatever. But it's <laughs> He's like, not like other girls, guys. Well, you know, in my head I was like, that's kind of what I was looking for. Yeah. But then, you know, my girlfriend's religious and mm. she's studying now to be like, well, she's doing like social work stuff. Okay. And so since I was raised kind of in social work, I was like, I never want to go there again. Yeah. So to have her, because we met in film studies, to then turn to studying in an area... 
that I was raised in and never wanted to be associated yeah, with. Yeah, right. I, it, it's forced yeah. me to confront my biases on that stuff. Do you value social work as something that's important for children? Hmm. Like, no, do that's, you, that's a big topic. A, I guess so. That's yeah, a yeah, very yeah. big topic. Well, so very briefly, because okay. I was raised a lot in DCP. You have way more very much, than we do. Yeah. yeah, it's not a service. It's mm. a business. And oh. that's where a lot of people don't Everything understand is, is that guys. you can have the best intentions and go and say to be a group home carer. Right? Mm. And I've met a lot of lovely group home carers. But the thing is, there's such a chain of command that no matter mm. how good and genuine you are, you're going to get stepped on and forced to treat them yeah. in a way that it's going to influence, sorry, that is going to benefit the business, yeah. not the kids. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like people always end up leaving mm. DCP because of that, like the good mm. ones. Yeah. The power hungry ones stay because they love the power. what they do. Yeah. So other services are fine. It's just right. if you okay. run directly by DCP okay, or whatever they're called now. But yeah, just to sum up what I was saying, um, yeah, so there was a period in my relationship with Jasmine where it was um, causing a lot of like stress and we were kind of like, stuff. yeah, we were thinking she's working more towards going to be working with kids. I'm working in an exclusively adult like yeah. industry. So we were like, is this going to work? And yeah. then, yeah, we ended True. up because obviously she would tell me stuff from her studies that was like triggering me. Yeah, it would have been really triggering. But then we came to the conclusion that this is probably the best thing for us mm -hmm. because... It's going to make us grow so much more. Yeah, mm -hmm. Like 100%. then we could, if we were just perfectly in line with each other, then it'd I be like in our own little... I think the challenge is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it's rare that you confront your own biases in that way to stay with someone. It's mm -hmm. rare that, you know, because probably nothing else could have made me kind of reconsider the way I think about these things. Did you consider except... therapy or something? <laughs> Funny, funny you should say that. I know how to Let's, pull your strings, don't I, without even trying. No, <laughs> no the, the therapy is a topic I wanted to yeah. bring up, but yeah. we'll, we'll let Blake answer um, the question first. So it's similar to George's situation in terms of what I want in a person. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, so before I met her, I, after a situation ship that I had, mm. I was like, no more. I'm just going to focus solely on business. I'm no cutting everything women. out. Yeah. And I just <laughs> Were you with talking. the mindset of like the next person I meet is going to be a long-term thing? I'm not messing around anymore. Next person you meet, it's some guy at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> looks like, like we're together, man. That's how I feel right now. Like I just, feel like I'm not wasting my time with anything unless I see long-term potential in it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It was. I was just sick of it. I wanted to kind of focus in. It was at a point where our company was really starting to like mm. be more attentive to a lot more things, a lot more things going on, and just a lot of shit going on, basically. Yeah. And I said to myself, I'm not gonna like start anything new with anyone for a while. Mm. And I just wanted to focus on business and just get things nice and running. And then I would see how things go. Sure. But like George said, you find this person that just ticks all <laughs> these boxes that align perfectly with who you are. And sometimes boxes you didn't even know you had. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I just kept, they just kept ticking these boxes. I'm like, yeah. fuck, like, this is really good. Oh. But I just told myself, like, I'm like in a toss up. And then mm. the further you get into it and the further you, begin to know this person it's like i can't not fall for this person yeah and it's the first time since my uh ex, ex. Uh, that i had actually had feelings for someone genuinely wow and that's lovely it's so weird because like, i was like no nah, nothing mm. not gonna do anything and then it's just a complete opposite and 
you know, I'm in a relationship now. That's yeah. how it happens. It's always when you don't yeah, want it. Exactly. Yep. Don't. I, I purely didn't want it, but I just couldn't. Yeah, and not. it's good because there was a period where I was worried about you, Blake, because he, he, like, wasn't sleeping. He was hustling really? constantly. Yeah. <laughs> You'd walk so, into the room and it's just, like, stepping over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You'd just be like, I want to make it. I don't care if I die. Yeah. You know, I'm going to yeah. make it. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, Jack and I are like, oh, <laughs> it's okay to have Listening breaks. Listening to that SoundCloud hard style where it's yeah. like, I will die before I be a loser. Like. <laughs> nah, it's, yeah, my room situation's a bit different. It's like, all I care about is, like, a like a somewhat clean desk where mm. I can just work. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of my room is just like, deal with it later. Somewhat yeah. clean is like, as long as you can move the mouse around. I yeah. think that we all <laughs> yeah, do have that much. workaholic trait in common. And mm. it sort of comes back to the resilience thing is I think that resilience is honestly the key to success is the fact that like, you're going to get knocked back so many times. Things aren't going to go right. You're going to try something and it's not going to work out. But if you have the capacity to get back up and try again, alter and keep going, that's the fundamental capacity to it's be successful about. is mm-hmm. to just not give up. And like, you know what? It's not going to happen overnight. Things aren't going to go to plan. <laughs> Daily Mail articles are going to get written about you. But like, <laughs> you just got to get back up, run a half marathon and keep going. Yeah. You know, people are going to absolutely destroy you and yeah. bash you down. What mm-hmm. doesn't kill you makes you stronger and the hardships that you endure will benefit your future self. And you know what? If you Facts. need to take three days where you don't get out of bed and you feel depressed, that's fine as long as you Everyone's get Everyone's allowed back to take up. breaks. So. Exactly. Like it's and all about that resilience. Run a half marathon, and if it needs it. if you need to spend three months of your life running a half marathon to get back up, do what you need to do as long as you get back up. Motivational nice. podcast now guys. Woo. Let's go. Facts. It's yeah. a very important message though. To come out the other end of something means when you fall back into that place again, you know it's going to be okay because you've been through this before and you've been yeah. fine. Yeah. It's going to take some time. You're going to feel like shit for a while, but it is possible. Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing to go through this stuff early too, I think. Exactly. I think if you hit similar lows later in life, it's, mm. a, it's a lot harder to get back out of for it. For sure. Real blessing in disguise. And it's character building. And mm. now I'm really funny, so it's okay. Uh, true. All good comedy <laughs> comes from trauma. So mm-hmm. looking, looking back on the entirety of the timeline of the hotline yeah. and all the ordeals that you had to endure. Yeah. Do you feel that overall it was for the better? Or do yeah. you feel like if nothing would have happened and the time period between everything happening, other experiences would have benefited you more? I definitely think that we definitely made some mistakes with the hotline in terms of how much we were sharing about ourselves, how quickly, mm-hmm. so quickly, sorry. Um, and I do think that we did need to learn that lesson um, because it would have something, something else would have happened to yeah. be honest. Um, if it didn't happen earlier, then exactly. later. And I'm glad that we did learn that lesson when we did, because, you know, now we can come back and do stuff like this and we know what went wrong. And it's the same thing I said about being resilient. You do something, it doesn't work out. You take away what you've learned from it and you're going to make something even better as a result. Yeah. Always keep growing. Um, That's yeah, life. exactly. So while it was the worst period of my entire life, Honestly, I'm glad it happened because I've learned so much about the media industry. Well, yeah, and it's only made you stronger yeah. as well. I'm so much more resilient because of it. Um, and, yeah, like while it's not ideal to have those articles on the internet about me, yeah. it is what it is and I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. So, Do you feel different about the media now? Yes, I do. I think that I was way too trusting and way too of the belief that people have your best interests at heart when, in actual fact, people are yeah. selfish. But even looking at news 
even in Australia, yeah. just news and other celebrity mm. gossip and stuff. Because you know when you go through Facebook and you get all those like Daily Mail article posts yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I look at it and I'm just kind of like, it's just people will make a story out of anything, and they so will twist media. words to make it. So they, what they, they want, want they it's confirmation want, bias. Yeah, they absolutely. want to show you what you want to see mm-hmm. or something that will make it controversial and they just want you to stay tuned. So it's, yeah, crazy. In, in saying that, like, uh, how would you view your fan base now? Um, uh, it's interesting because my fan base is definitely not the same as it was before because I just don't post as much as I used to and I'm just very cautious. Every time I do post, I feel quite anxious if I post mm. something where I'm yep. talking a bit too much about myself. And I think that that's just with time, I'm going to warm up to it again and feel more comfortable sharing. But I think I've still got that sort of trauma response you every would, time yeah, I post sure. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's a kind of very shallow industry in a way because yes. it's like we're known kind of for our product whereas mm. you're known for yourself. Exactly. So then yeah. once you start to deviate from what people know you as, they're like, oh, mm, they're this like, is mm, not what I want. So they unfollow. Exactly. So it's, it's so toxic. It so is, toxic. yeah. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to remember not to take it personally because... It just is what it is. And I think the more you kind of speak out about, I guess, this kind of thing mm. and like the way you were treated, the more people yeah. are going to get to know you for and like respect that you speak out about it, I suppose. And I think removing myself from the internet for a little bit and really reflecting has made me actually understand what my core values really are because I think during that time period of like last year when I was big on TikTok and big on doing the podcast – while I would say otherwise, I think I definitely still place a lot of value on my body and the way that I looked and whether or not like men found me attractive and stuff like that. So I do think that it was coming from a place like me being so like talking about it so much was definitely coming from a place of insecurity. And it's like having to reflect and taking all that away has now made me realize that my like my values, like that's the least interesting thing about me. Like my values are that like I'm so smart and like I'm funny and like I ran a half marathon and like I don't know, like it's just it's crazy to actually like figure out what makes you you, taking away all the external stuff and the way that people perceive you and just thinking about what makes you happy and what you like about yourself. I think that's a really good lesson that has come out of it as well is for me to just actually be at peace and be at one with myself because it's weird like – my whole thing was talking about relationships and stuff like that. For the first time in my life, I'm genuinely not looking for a relationship. Like I'm not on any dating nice. apps. I could not care less about how many DM slide-ins I get kind of thing. Like, whereas up until a certain point during last year, I would prioritize relationships over everything because yeah, right. I needed that validation from, I needed that external validation of what other people thought of me. And I could not care less now, which is Really crazy, and I did not think it was possible to feel this way. But that good. character development is insane. Good. Oh, I have come a long way in six months. It is crazy mm-hmm. how much I've grown in the past six months. Really crazy. Do you believe in alternate realities? Oh yeah. Alternate? Like, do you believe there's another version of yourself living, so, making different decisions? I wish that I understood more about physics because. It's, it's very interesting to me, but it, it just hurts my brain. Like there was a period during my marathon training where I would listen to physics podcasts because I was running out of things to listen to and I wanted to learn more about it because physicists do say that this is a thing, that they're, the multiverse does exist. And it's like a whole thing about like wormholes and Time. like matter. Fourth and like, dimension. 
Yeah, where they say like, oh, if there's, I'm not even going to try and explain it because I don't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. But there are some theories in physics that say that the multiverse is does exist. They just haven't been able to prove it yet. It's the same thing with like time travel. It's like technically possible through like wormholes because it, it can like it bends wormholes, black it bends holes. time yeah. in a way that I if cannot you go from point it. to point and then you travel back to Earth. It's like. But I have seen all the Marvel movies, so from a Marvel uh, perspective, yeah. I do understand the multiverse. From a <laughs> physics perspective, I don't really, but I know people are saying well, it it's exists. Like every single decision you make has a consequence, and mm. that's what the multiverse is, isn't it? Like alternate. I think about this. I think about it all the time in the sense that I think about what if I hadn't, we hadn't dropped that episode on the podcast of me talking about Mm. you know who and how our lives would look like now. Like, yeah, yeah. what would the child be like today? I was like ready to move to London. Like, I was like, I'm going to move to London kind of thing. Like, I was going to keep doing the podcast, but we were either going to do it like remotely or like we'd do a system where like you guys would do an episode or like, and then I'll do a solo episode. Like, I was fully like ready to be like, yeah, life would be. I don't know if the relationship would have worked out, but because I still do would love to move to London one day because I think it would, it's, I had a great time there. Um, or just another big city like New York or something. Do you feel like that's going to bring back trauma? London's a big does, place. Does so the thought who knows? of London at the moment yes. influence you at all? <laughs> yes. You still want um, to move? So you want to go to confront that trauma? Um, Damn. I would just like to live somewhere that's not Australia. Like, I think it would be really cool to live in a different country for about a year or so. But anyway, Damn, every, back to the question. On Perth. There's better places oh, in London. Perth. That's I for think sure. Perth is lovely. I'd love to raise a family in Perth yeah. or just in Australia in general. Um, but I just love the experience of living in a big city. But anyway, the multiverse, on the fence about it. Yeah. Because I think I feel like we've discovered we a different discovered, version yeah. of us. Really? We've this discovered is crazy. an American kind of <gasps> alternate version. I think it was, we were researching... What were we researching? Uh, business names. Like okay, what's, yeah, yeah. what's available? Yeah. Long story. We tried searching our name on Google and then eventually we found this link for the Sizzle podcast. No, Sizzle Ooh. Real podcast. Ooh. It was oh, like Sizzle, Sizzle Real Sizzle, Gang. Sizzle, Sizzle, Sizzle Real podcast, but then like the username was Sizzle Real Gang or whatever. Yeah. They have 150 episodes, but then... They have a segment. They have the segment that the they show. have on the show where you can call in yeah. is called The Cold Line. That is So insane. it's like Sizzle Real Studios with the hotline, but yeah. then it's like... The sizzle gang with the cold line. Oh my yeah. god! Ma- yeah. I, was, I was like, "What the fuck?" Are they popular or are they just like? <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they fifty got episodes. episodes, and they have people call in. So yeah, that is it's crazy. Maybe that's where time split yeah. when that episode was dropped. <laughs> that's the other version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kept going. Is it like? Is it three guys? I'm not sure. I to think be it's honest. a couple guys. Why have you done yeah. no research into this? I've got. Well, I've know. got so many questions and you don't have any answers. It's like, <laughs> yeah, fair it's enough. A big like, whoa! We didn't expect to be interrogated. On oh it, my god! <laughs> no, yeah, that that's fully tripped us out. Well, so it's whack. Maybe we should reach out. Maybe to we them. need a segment. <laughs> Maybe we need, a hotline Maybe we need to jump on the cold line. Ooh. We should call in Maybe. and talk about this. That'd be crazy. They just sue us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, so you guys are taking our names, huh? So you suggested just before we should go to therapy. So mm. what's the... Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. I feel like we, we all talk about the fact that we need to do it, but yeah. we've never done it. Yeah. See, I think that everybody should try therapy because you don't talk about these things. Like you kind of just think them in your brain. But when you're sitting in front of somebody... And you're speaking all of these thoughts and they're kind of like organizing them in front of you is a whole different way of reflection when you are speaking out loud and you're hearing yourself talk and you're going, hang on. Like a lot of therapy for me was talking to my therapist 
And it would be like more so like I was having these realizations more than she was. I'd be talking about something and then all of a sudden I just go, oh my God. And I'd make like a crazy connection about like my childhood to like why I am the way I am. So, yeah. and you know what, Blake, you drop, you dropping that little thing about me. I, I might actually make a call today and book in something. On a semi-related topic, we were talking about AI oh. off air, but do you reckon AI will ever be able to comprehend Ooh. human emotion and research it in a way where it'd be able to therapize Damn, you? Damn, so AI therapize? becomes your therapist. I wouldn't put be it Be able to it. be a therapist in some regard. AI is going to take over the world. Think about yeah. how, like, I don't know, 50 years ago, people would have comprehended what AI is now and be like, there's no way that mm. would be possible. Like, honestly, with technology, well, I wouldn't be surprised. 50 years ago, like, mental health wasn't even really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was more like Yeah, everyone was just chilling. Just get on meds. <laughs> literally, literally. Oh, it was, was, it was, just, it was more like a, work and then have a beer after. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, no, I've thought about that. If we were to um take all the babies away from parents and put them with AI machines that raise them. Yeah. The AI would be able to raise kids without being triggered, without putting their own personal yeah. trauma onto the kids. But is yeah. that gonna be Better than kind of like I was saying before, living through and seeing mm. your parents go through shit to learn from it. That's crazy. You know That's what the scary. fucked up thing is? It, in some point in history, I think it's going to happen. Legal or yeah. not, someone is going to do it. Whatever like, and human it'll be like the occurrence you think is possible, someone's probably done it. There are There's so a lot of fucked up shit people studies done that I would love to see happen, but like ethically you couldn't do it. But stuff like that, like yeah. putting a child in like a black room and leaving them there for 10 years and seeing what happens, like that sort of thing. Like Jesus. Seeing, just being, uh, being raised in okay? solitary, for example. <laughs> like, no, no, like if you, put you, no, humans yeah, if you put a baby nature, in a dark terrible. room, Gave them food, but point. just left them there. And they wouldn't know any different, like, what would happen to just live in solitary completely by yourself mm. for, like, 10 years. Like, things that you ethically can't study but would be interesting We've to We've done know. some fucked up things, man. See, you say that, Blake, but I kind of disagree because I was watching a video just today about why animals don't have wheels. And um, <laughs> part of what they were talking about is to have wheels mm. requires there to be roads. And no mm. animal is going to build a road because if it spends its time and energy building a road, other moochers can just come along, and use that road, oh. and then have more time to reproduce than that one would have. So instead they build burrows, they build very selfish things. Yeah, And so true. he was saying roads are a testament to the selflessness of Damn. humans that would yeah. build this for the future and for other people. Evolution. No other and that's why that. humans, Evolution is that's one why of the government things. gets mm. to tax road construction. But that's the thing. The government, see, selfish. people are the only things that pay a tax to build stuff that we'll probably never use. And it's like, while we don't have a choice, it's also mm. as shit as taxes because that's my money. It's like <laughs> in concept, that's actually kind of sick. Yeah. But, yeah. We could talk about this for years, to be honest. Like I, this, the whole concept of evolution and politics. psychology yeah. and everything yeah. and politics is just yeah. like there's so much to unpack with it. And it is Going on the like tests and like if you chucked a baby in a black room, yeah. I always thought it would be like interesting so to sick. watch uh, like – Different breeds of animals mixing with another and seeing what they can create. Mm. <laughs> the way you said that you'd want to watch it, not no, just see how it happens. Like, no, like yeah, like see like if it's possible what, like to reproduce. Donkey and the dragon. Yeah, and <laughs> mm. well, exactly. Yeah. Some some animals no their shit. DNA is too different that reproduction just isn't possible. But like, mm. do you know what a mule is? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a donkey and a horse. True. So they can reproduce, but their offspring, so the mule, they can't reproduce. Like right. they they can't mm. have viable gametes. And do you know Wait, what so a pug mule is? Mule and mule can't have a mule. No. Yeah. Boom. 
And you know what pug is? Just generations of disabled dogs. I have yeah, such a strong crazy. opinion about pugs. I think yeah. people should not be breeding I, pugs because I think people yeah. breed pugs out of a fashion statement. And yeah, them pugs are struggling. It's just not, it's not fair on the poor pugs. And we're at a point now where pugs, pugs are so inbred. Like, like, it's just cruel. Like, I think it's such, like, <laughs> them pugs are struggling. Like, it is literally animal that, cruelty. That just sums it up. Yeah. It do Whatever be like we're that. going through. They are suffering. Yeah. <laughs> on that. Yeah, well, I think we're gonna wrap up. That's for today. Yeah, nice. Good wrap up. Yeah. yeah. What if we stuck a baby in it? <laughs> wow. No. We will not be doing Are we gonna talk about the shirts or have you guys already done a bit about the shirts? No, we may as well say it. So yeah, for everyone watching on YouTube. I'm wondering what reels. these shirts are. Yeah. These if you've liked the look of these shirts. It is very good quality. I was shocked with how good quality this is. Mm. Well, we're about to drop our first um, drop. <laughs> yeah, drop the first yeah. drop. So top quality. Drop material. it like it's hot. Line. Um, the printing is done by screen printing by Square One. Designed mm. at the front and designed at the back as well. Yeah, yeah show the camera. I don't know if the camera's going to see that. Lower down a bit. Go towards Squat. the camera. Squat. Oh, watch the cable, watch the cable, watch the cable. Yeah, locally designed and printed in Perth. If they're out, link here. If they're not, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Let's go. And that's a wrap. Charlie, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Do you want to plug your socials? Yeah, so you can follow me, Charlity13, on TikTok. That's Charlity. Censored it a little bit. And Charlie Bakshul on Instagram. And I think that's all my socials. That's all. And, you know, stay tuned. There might be a hotline too. I might be back, guys. Who knows? Okay, I need a purse.